Uh, welcome to episode five of the Every One Hurts podcast with my guest Kyle Clark. Um, this is so distracting, and I forgot the name of my own podcast. Oh, also, oh my god! Um, but I, uh, I did. <laughs> I did melt my acrylic nail this morning uh, trying to light a candle, so got my day started right. I burnt myself with hot wax. Uh, that was really cool. I just I try to be one of those like Pinterest girls who you know has nice nails and lights candles, and it, just, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Uh, but Kyle was a really fun guest today. Um, he knows a lot of stuff, and we talk about a lot of stuff I know nothing about. So <laughs> it was really fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I have been forgetting to do, cause I'm not perfect and there's only been five episodes. So I've been getting, been forgetting to do the intro stuff, which is, uh, to tell you to please, uh, subscribe and like, and share and review. However, I did just notice that one of you fuckers gave it a four star review. Like, just don't fucking do that. In the first five episodes, you're going to give me a fucking four-star review? One star for every episode. Why do you hate me? Why do they hate me? I don't know. But, uh, you know, don't do that. It's it, like, if it, it, like, wait till it becomes a five-star podcast to review it then. If it's not a five, if it's not a five-star podcast for you yet, just like, wait, you know, let me find my rhythm. I don't want I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your negativity. I don't want I don't want your four star negativity. So <laughs> unless you uh unless unless you're going to give five stars, don't fucking review. But uh but just like subscribe and like and do that kind of stuff. Uh but please leave a review. Everything helps. Um watch the uh watch the YouTube channel, do all that stuff. Uh help me out. Also, um at this point this podcast is being released on the 9th. So I will plug on the uh, on February twelfth. I am judging a, a, a something that I think is going to be really fun. It's a roast at a gay bar called Precinct. Um, I think the headlining yeah. battle. I think the headlining battle is uh, two people from uh, Drag Race. So that should be a really fucking fun time. And uh, so if you're in LA, uh, please head out to to Precinct on on February twelfth. And yeah, enjoy this episode with Kyle Clark. Everything hurts, everything hurts. Fucking life sucks, everything hurts. All right, we're here with Kyle Clark. Hey. Who I feel like I haven't seen in a million years. It's, uh, I saw you at Fifi Dasha's. We played Settlers of Catan during the period we were allowed to go places. That's true. Wait, was that before your 4th of July party? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Oh, so I saw you 4th of July? Yeah. Okay. That very, was very briefly because um, that was kind of right when, you know, we were, everyone was like, we're free, you know, yeah. but I was not prepared to be around ah, a group of people. I got there and I was like, I've never been more anxious in my life. See, and I have very little memory of 4th of July because I had had a family member on the East Coast die and oh, like yeah. my folks ran back and so like I got the party finished planning went through it and then like cleaned and then like a day later was when I was on a plane to the East Coast. So it was one of those things where all of a sudden it went from like, oh, man, all hands on station to like, oh, I got to make sure this thing happens. And it was I can't cancel it because it's like people needed that party. Uh, for those listening, like Fourth of July, I do a big kind of comedy 
Fourth of July party where people are just kind of openly allowed to come and we remember. It's so fun. I was. It's the one time comedians remember that we're coworkers who get along and yeah. like each other. And well, and you invite. You always invite the best people. Well, I try. I usually hate parties uh, because you show up and there's you know there might be a ton of people you like, but usually there's also a ton of people you want nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like there's always a really good and I hate this word, but a really good vibe. <laughs> I am very vibe focused, yeah. so, so I feel no shame in that. And I got very excited when I heard that that party was going to happen because during COVID, I was I was very upset that I wasn't going to get to it got, do that. You know, the 2021 got canceled, and literally the week of Fourth of July, just kind of perpetually getting messages of people like, "Sure, wish we were at that thing instead of the world that we have now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it. And, and I and I showed up and I was so excited. And the minute I got there, I was like, I can't be here for more than 10 minutes. I was surprised more people didn't have that. I genuinely thought that more people would be a little more. And I think instead people, I think, and maybe you missed this if you got there later, there, we unintentionally did a smart thing at this one is uh, I am friends with the band Sad Park. And it was this fascinating thing to watch because they got signed to a record label during COVID and like oh, had cool. all this crazy stuff going. And right around then they were like, Hey, we're about to do like a little mini tour. We have not played in front of people for a year. Could we like play your 4th of July party? And they did a little setup, Tom. And it gave everybody kind of a chance to settle in. Right. Which I thought unintentionally worked out really well because you could kind of see everyone like they're a good bands. So they're like, oh, this band's fun and I haven't seen live music. And then on top of that, like, and I didn't have to talk to anybody until like my pulse went down. Right. I do remember uh, a band playing um, and they were really good. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was still really social. I'm still really socially anxious. Like I I got you know I'm scared. I'm intimidated by the fact that you're here right See, now, and I'm the opposite. And you're one of my like, favorite people in the world. I am. <laughs> I have been dying inside for two years. I am a profound extrovert, and like my joke I, was, you know, I never got out of my folks' house because I was never there. It was either work or the road or whatever. Yeah. And being home sucks. I hate being home. I hate being home just in general. I like, fucking love it. I, <laughs> all I want to do thing. is just constantly be around funny people and never leave the outside world for, like, the rest of my life. Like, I am so done with chilling. I have this weird thing where I, on one hand, am so afraid to be alone with my thoughts but on the other hand, do not want to be around people. Uh, so. I just have that first part. And then the second one's like, hey, people, you want to help me be not alone with my thoughts? Yeah. So I, I generally just find, like, one person that I like hanging out with and then uh, stick to them for, okay. like, a while. I got to, like, hang out with somebody in a parking lot at night recently, which is re really one of my favorite activities in the world. And that felt really exciting because I was like, oh, shit. Like, it, it's <laughs> almost. You, one of your favorite it, activities well, is hanging out how, in a parking lot How much lot of comedy night? is You should become a, a drug lot. dealer. Like, parking lot, like, comedy is 90% smoking cigarettes in parking lots. That's true. I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes. I did. I feel like I picked. I tried picking up. <laughs> this you summer. did. It was really. I tried it was picking a shame. up cigarettes for a month because I just. It's like when you're when you're in a group of people and everyone pulls out their phones mm -hmm. and you're like, well, now I need to pull out my phone. Yeah. And so when everyone was pulling out their cigarettes, I felt like I had nothing to do with my hands, and so. We should get you a pipe. It just it just felt like a, a thing that. I should be doing in, in a group of, because all my friends smoked. Well, intellectually, I'm glad that it didn't take. It was 
so embarrassing because I mean you should I was I was out in front of the improv and I did not know how to even like use a lighter properly Mm. (laughs) like I you had the the drunk at a party who wants a cigarette vibe just like I don't know how the system operates (laughs) I was trying to light it and people were like trying to help me and the wind kept blowing it out professionals too so it's more just like (laughs) they're like you look like a little old lady just like uh, bent over just I can't (laughs) do it and it was so fucking embarrassing and then people realized when i when i started doing it people were like are you even inhaling and i was like no (laughs) doing the high school dance (laughs) i'm such a poser i oh man and then and then uh when i was on tour with uh our friends keith carey and tom goss they fucking chain smoke and we just had to stop every two seconds in the van and just to get out and smoke and um so just for when they did that i went in a gas station and bought and i still buy them uh if i see one just because just this specific flavor if i see a fucking banana vape it tastes like those the banana runts you know and that is somehow a positive oh yeah it's like you're fucking smoking candy huh which everyone should do kids I think Smoke I'm, that candy. I mean, that would be pretty good. Do you see yourself rolling it up or putting it in sort of like a marijuana pipe situation for smoking candy? Uh, well, this was in a vape, but oh, okay. But it would. See, I it, was thinking of going for like you know. Oh, you mean like like I want, like, I want candy flour, cr- yeah. like like crush it up, roll it. Yeah, Smoke and then it. like okay, so I was thinking too, you could like sprinkle it on something. Like if you have like tore up gummies in there, and then you sprinkle some runs on it. Right. Like, Is, do people yeah. do people do that with cocaine? Like, do they sprinkle yeah. it on stuff? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Cocoa puffs. Lacy. Yeah. Co- ah, regional differences <laughs> in what our friends called it. <laughs> friends or dad, whatever. <laughs> That's why you're a real funny comedian. Those are called cocoa puffs. That's what my friends called it. Uh, well, what do they sprinkle it on? They sprinkle it Marijuana. on cereal. They sprinkle. Oh, oh, okay. No, do they sprinkle it on food? I had a friend who put it in coffee once. It seemed like kind of overkill, but like you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of putting a hat on a hat yeah. there. They, your confusion is exactly why they called it because they were trying to confuse the cops over the phone. Right. Like, hey, get some cocoa puffs. They're like, these guys are eating cereal. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the snacks, none of the drugs. Yeah, that's that's what we do. We eat cocoa puffs in the parking lot yeah. late at night. But you, uh, you so so you you got to hang out in the parking lot. I do, I do, I do miss doing that. I, I did used to do just that. Just more, a lot. I like I say parking lot, but more just like I, you know. I miss just bullshitting with people. You know like what when it, you said to come do this, I was like, wait, to sit and talk <laughs> to funny people who I haven't seen? Oh, God, yes. Who do I have to kill? You know what it is? It's it's when, when you're uh, talking in a parking lot for three hours, it's because you just did a thing. Yes. And then you're so caught up in talking to people 100%. that you are in a parking lot for three hours. That's how you know you're having a fucking good conversation. Yeah, exactly. The shittier place you are willing to have that conversation, the better the conversation Absolutely. is. Absolutely. You know? But uh, but yeah, I'm glad you're here. You're. I'm also, and I mean, I'm intimidated by people, but I'm intimidated by talking to you specifically oh, no. because you know so much about stuff. <laughs> like I, I never feel dumber up to and including a great deal of details about you. Yeah. <laughs> well, about about everything. I feel like movies, music. Like you could talk about anything for hours I at a time gotta fill that hole which <laughs> i mean i i'm so dumb that the only f- hole i'm filling is you know oh the, this is the sex thing the two holes that matter <laughs> mm, three right. i mean no my mouth hole doesn't matter because nothing important comes out of it 
only I'm important doing things. Doing whole going math over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just uh, living my life as a big dumb slut. And <laughs> I mean, basically me too. <laughs> you are. You are kind of a big dumb slut. <laughs> but, who, but who knows stuff about stuff. Yeah. We're also both in happy relationships right now, which True. is fucking insane. It's because pretty wild. when we met each other, we like the whole basis. Messy, ba- I believe <laughs> would be the, the word. The whole basis of our friendship is like, why the fuck do we ruin everything that we do? <laughs> yeah. And um, it's been nice that we both went on an upswing much darker if after that one weekend, like one of us really takes off and the other one really collapses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we balanced each other Yeah, out. we did. We took turns collapsing in between. The best codependent friendships I, do that. You know, you know <laughs> I want it no other way because <laughs> I understand the boundaries of no other way. <laughs> yeah. Because well, the way we became friends was we were uh, – Doing a road gig somewhere awful. I don't know. It was uh, it was that Fresno run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we met in the car, which is my favorite way to meet someone I'm going to spend three days with. Yeah. Well, and and you got you and Key spent hours talking about music, well, which again I don't know nothing about. Not so just I took- music. <laughs> you were in a bad situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> Keith had just gone to the Misfits reunion, and this was days after. Yeah. And I hadn't gone, so I needed a moment by moment breakdown, and that we tried to be good, so we limited it to three hours of the four hour drive. <laughs> yeah. I want is it so so many of my friends are into the misfits and that kind of music that I'm like I want to be into this. I wouldn't recommend it. I've never I've never tried this is it. from a guy in a Husker Du shirt, so I know a thing or two about mistakes in life. I should I sh- I I should try. Although I'm it, past the I talked about this last episode. I am past the point in my life where I I used to basically if my guy friends or any guy to crush on or my dad or anyone was super into something, I would try and get super into that thing <laughs> so they would think I was cool <laughs> because I needed male validation. But, um, yeah, I'm past that point where I need to pretend it's to like things anymore. Beautiful and empowering, isn't yeah. it? So I just took a nap in the backseat while you guys shot True. the shit. But then uh, so I don't know what happened. Or why this happened. I don't know if you were sick or whatever. Well, remember, that was the run where I got crazy violently ill the moment we got to the venue. Right. <laughs> this was the most punk rock thing uh, yes. <laughs> that I have ever seen. I, and I do appreciate that. Is is I, I have some small amount of pride for... for you know. Yeah. Uh, Kyle just... Uh, I vomited, vomited in an alley. In an alley, and then immediately went yeah. up on stage. It was was get up, puke in alley, and like the a only lot. thing better would have been if you had puked. On I almost stage. did. I did yeah. twenty, and had I done twenty one, I would have sprayed <laughs> the audience with vomit because it was at uh fuck what's it called Barmageddon. Yes, and they have yeah. the heating duct right next to right above where the stage is, mm-hmm. and so I'm tall enough that like I'm very aware that duct is there and the heat started to go on and I have held my shit together for 19 minutes. And they got that big thing. So I'm like, okay, big finish here. And that heat starts and that little wave hits me and I'm not holding it together well already. So it was literally shook a hand, went upstairs, continued vomiting. (laughs) Also the worst place to feel sick in because I don't know if every, anyone has ever been to, to Larry, but it, it smells like a cow ate a cow and then shit out that cow and then ate that shit and shit out another shit from that That's shit. That's actually it just, how Kobe beef. It, <laughs> <made>. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it it just smells like the worst, the La- worst last shit. Last time I did Barmageddon, there was a. Uh, they have these. They have these tools that like choke slam, like you know how the Undertaker would oh, grab yes. your neck and they shake the almond trees. And uh, because of the drought, they couldn't spray the almond trees. So the entire town was just a dust bowl. Yes. 
and people were just walking around like it was. I couldn't breathe. I was trying to do my set. I was having like an asthma attack. That place is a hell. It's a wild place. I fucking love it. Me too. It is. It is. <laughs> And it's funny because... Well, a great place to do comedy because it's such a shitty place to live that they're just so appreciative. To me, those are always the most fun places where people yeah. are just just like, if if nobody's coming there, I want to go there because like, now we're going to have a good time. Yeah. And and they're, they're just so used to life being shit. They're <laughs> just so used to it. Like, they, they're used to the I'm smell. Sure, I'm sure they have some nice moments no. there. <laughs> There's some no. respite from the endless Stop trying struggle. to pander to the Fresno audience. <laughs> they're all I have. <laughs> they know they suck. No, they're great. The people are great. I mean, if I like, lose the Central ba- Valley, specific parts of Orange County, my career takes a dive real fast. <laughs> uh, I'm there. I mean, they're probably the ones sending emails about like I, and it's already happening. I'm already getting messages. Uh, 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 and who are disparaging? No, this is th- this is why I'm trying to keep this. Even though the original premise of this podcast, and it's still this is um it's about it's a comedy podcast about the worst parts of being alive i'm trying to keep it a little more light yeah. make a little more joke because i'm realizing the people who listen to the stuff i do are just severely depressed yeah. <laughs> and um and i i i'm already getting messages uh like because i i abandoned my last podcast without warning mm-hmm. um and i'm getting messages like please don't do that again and and then ones that are like, oh, thank God you have a podcast again, and and I'm so sad, and uh, I'm I want to fucking kill myself, and uh, anyway, you make that better, <laughs> but it's just it's 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 sad, and uh, I I I hope that those people uh, get help, and I bet a lot of them are living in Fresno <laughs> because it's uh the the podcast premise is such a dangerous <laughs> game. Oh no! That was a complete. Am idea. I not allowed to say podcast? Is this, <laughs> no. You can't do that on television. No. Honestly, he okay. So this is this. I asked. That was a complete mistake. Okay. I asked. <laughs> I asked Brian to, and I'm sure he's already missed a lot. Yes. Uh, but I asked Brian to because I've been listening back to my podcast, which I didn't used to do with my old podcast because I can't stand. Don't the, recommend that at all. The sound of my own voice, but you know it's a new one. I want it to go well. I want to listen back and see what's working, what's not, and I I started realizing how much i say like like to the point where it's fucking irritating Mm. and like people are gonna stop listening if i keep doing this because it's i'm sorry i'm from orange county i'm uh i'm a dumb slut like socal man i say like it's the thing but uh, i want to stop i'm i've been uh, actively trying to even in in regular conversation not say it so i did ask brian to play some kind of buzzer (laughs) Every time, every time I say it, it. yeah, <laughs> so, I was probably playing like slap bass in this my head. Is... <laughs> 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 I just imagine you nodding too. It's just yeah, a yeah. picture of not yeah. even your full body, just your hands hitting it, yeah, and just yeah. nodding. Yeah, yeah I'm slapping it. <laughs> I do wish that that someone would play a buzzer every time someone in LA said podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> There'd just be a perpetual alarm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been talking to people recently about podcast stuff. We, I was we t- I was talking to Burnside, and during right before COVID, we did our 300th episode of This Is Rad and launched our Patreon. Yeah, and it's been two years. And I said to Burnside on an episode last night, I was like, I wonder how close we are to 400 because we've not been keeping track, and it's been a long enough time that like the idea we might have done like you know 
a hundred episodes of show via Zoom, you yeah. know, after six or seven years of doing it otherwise. Well, in that many episodes of like fucking four hour long podcast. Well, By the we way, we only got to we only started doing that maybe four or five years ago. Maybe the first two three years we tried to keep it to relatively reasonable lengths, and then when I took producing full time, I was just like, oh no, we're going Paul Thomas Anderson with this exclusively. Yeah, and well, mm -hmm. and and and. Uh, Kyle, like he has a, he has a, a a podcast called This Is Rad. It's great. People go on there and, and talk about the stuff that they think is fucking cool and talk about it for a very long time. Do you think that's why you know so much stuff about stuff? It's why I started the show for sure. Was was I didn't want to go with a single premise because I was like I will immediately get bored and hate this. So instead, yeah. it became a thing like, okay, well I can kind of bullshit about anything. So like if somebody shows up, like I can probably fake it enough, and then they're going to tell me enough that I can then ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. It used to be more built around, like, trying to be more actively educational. Like, what is it? And how could you get into it if you wanted to? And now it's a little bit more like a jumping off point for, like, I'm always surprised which ones stay on track and which ones crazy fly off the handle. Oh, mine always fly. Every time I've been on, it's flown off the handle. It's, although, sure. actually, two of yours are ones that people, have, I, I've learned recently, music ones do really well. So you've unintentionally been in two of those that the Eminem one and the Green Day ones. Also, wise. I'm delightful. It's true. Well, the, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, the Eminem one, I actually, Fifi Dosh called me about it to run uh, afterwards to run all her theories about uh, Eminem. Fifi Dosh loves a theory, and that's why I love her. Uh, all her theories about Eminem being trans. <laughs> and this was before... This was before Fifi Dosh transitioned, so I think she just wanted to talk about being trans. <laughs> Which way? Like, like F to M? For, no, no, for, no. For Eminem. For Eminem, no. She she thinks that F to he wants, yeah. he, that he feels like he's a woman. <laughs> he's right there. Yeah. Like, she thinks he's a woman inside. Okay. Like, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the inside. Like, M to F. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but hasn't transitioned. So oh, oh, gotcha. Converting over to an F and F. Because there's a lot of there's a <laughs> lot of theories. Dip, I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of theories that Eminem. <laughs> like I keep having to confirm with you, like I know, I know what I'm I did was wrong. You. I'm hearing you <laughs> loud and clear, right? <laughs> That's a ten four. And <laughs> then it. good, good dad jokes go. I can't justify my actions, but I can acknowledge the mistake. <laughs> keep them coming. <laughs> I love them. There, there's a lot of theories Eminem is gay, mm -hmm. but I've never heard a, a trans theory. Okay. I like the idea that Eminem is gay. I like the idea that every theory everyone has on Eminem is true at the same time. <laughs> what are the other ones? It doesn't matter. Whatever they are, I want them put on there. <laughs> I feel like we're using the word theory wrong. Is it a theory that you think someone's gay? Is that a yeah. theory? <laughs> you can test it. Yeah, we've... we've okay. It is, there's a hypothesis to it, yeah. potentially. Okay. We've run the scientific theory on it multiple right. times. I myself we've operate on you know, the, the level that kind of confuses and muddles the data. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that people are just like sending men to Eminem's I'm, house. Yeah. They're asking him what he thinks about well, fucking Cher. Well, sometimes we're just sent as like a trap, but we're just like, hey, my car broke down and I need to wash my shirt. Can I come inside? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't mind me shirtless and trapped here for a while. Uh, is that is that your is that your uh, my move? your your move? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> My car broke down, and I'm, I just got to get this sweaty shirt off yeah, my back. Right? Uh, no, I mean, I do like it when a, when a guy is like a little bit of a, a sweaty shirt, and it's clinging to his nipples. It's a nice. Not a great feeling, Clinging though. to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope it's you a know that cling? shirt. You know that cling? You know the cling. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, the cling. Yeah, yeah. it's that. Yeah. It's weird because it's the, the the round of it, so that it sort of suction cups on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Some and well, and uh, some people have like a natural pasty. Some men have like very prominent nipples where it doesn't matter like what shirt they wear. Yeah, it's always gonna. They're always gonna be there. Most definitely. I enjoy it. I That's like the, it. The you see the guys with them taped down when they've got the uh, the running shirts on. Marathon nipples. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that I, men taped their nipples. I went to a thing regularly. I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> do they a do meeting it? of people for a reason? Do they? Sure, sure. And someone came from jogging to this meeting, which so maybe you were in they, the clan. <laughs> damn, uh, it's man vagaries gotten a lot more dangerous over the years. Uh, but but and one guy would consistently have like tape nipples and an athletic shirt because I think this was part of like his athletic run. And I just remember uh-huh. perpetually being con- like not not confused but more lost in the midst yeah. of the contents of this meeting, and instead being like that guy's got tape on his nipples. Yeah yeah yeah. I need to I need to pay attention to some of the better healing things that could happen here. But <laughs> do they do it like in an X like burlesque dancers? <laughs> Good. Uh, I think like the black X's. You know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh yeah. With yeah. Um, none habit. I want to say his was just like a single, but that does feel like it would be the cooler way to do it. Yeah. Like you're an X Men whose power is boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the power of boobs. <laughs> Huey Lewis's best song. <laughs> <laughs> power of boobs. <laughs> Activate power of boobs. <laughs> well, I. Uh, That'd be fucking my my girlfriend and I were talking about uh, like two thousands era comedies recently because we're kind of obsessed with like it's just far away now enough that it's funny to see mm-hmm. we like especially like late nineties early two thousand we love playing the game of like pre and post nine eleven right like, where were we all at uh-huh. and uh, one of them was I showed her the trailer for Dude Where's My Car mm-hmm. which the trailer is you know gives you some of it but like does not really reveal what a bug nuts crazy movie that is but i always forget that their big reward from the aliens is that their girlfriend's boobs grow bigger <laughs> which like is awful but also like really funny yeah super funny <laughs> by the way have you have you seen like those articles that like women were reporting that the Pfizer vaccine made their boobs grow bigger no yeah wow I saw I, I and look if there's any Lindy reason Maderno to get over here was bummed if there's any reason to get vaccinated it's that I was like give me fucking 50 I cc's I of that fucking vaccine I mean that second one in me I was like ooh. I mean I I think my boobs have gotten bigger but I've also gained weight. So <laughs> I think I just got fat. I maybe maybe the Pfizer vaccine just makes you fat and they're like my boobs got bigger. <laughs> CDC knows how to go like, "Huh? Something. Yeah. It's not nothing." Uh no. Uh but yeah, I you know, that's a that's an interesting it's an interesting side effect if that's if that's true, you know. Uh, of course the fucking company that makes Viagra would find a way to have a vaccine that makes your it's boobs just bigger. The, the horniest pharma. <laughs> <laughs> Their labs Pfizer's the horniest oh, yeah. vaccine for sure. They run a satellite lab out of the uh, Playboy Mansion. 100. Yeah. <laughs> did you get the Pfizer? I did. Pfizer yeah. fam. Because you're a you're because you're a horny guy. That was a yeah. I mean that was a whole adventure too. Like like get tr- chasing them those down. Like now every time I see a place where you can just get them, like man, I had to go to a shady CVS in Ventura. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I had to go like to a fucking Home Depot. No, not a Home was Depot. Easter like Home Sunday Depot. was my second one. So I was like later guys uh use a power drill to put it in yeah (laughs) 
No, I just I just got it from one of the guys who are outside that uh-huh. say need work. You know, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they they They've switched over to a new business and they're yeah. doing, doing COVID <laughs> they're, shots. They're giving government out government subsidization, <laughs> low key vaccines. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were one of the few people who I feel like uh, got you know like better over COVID. Like you had like a glow yeah, up. It's I try not to talk about. it. You have a, yeah, because people are like, fuck you. Yeah, it's, ooh, no, we're going to talk about it. Nobody's thrilled to see me. You fucking uh, did a I glow up. I lost 30-something pounds during COVID, and uh, I had to buy a new wardrobe, which sucks because you can't go to stores, so I just got to wear, like, hobo clothes for a while. Yeah. Uh, I had turned some belts into rope belts. Yeah, just like Gallagher. Oh, truly. Yeah. Uh, just you turned too, belts into rope belts? Yeah, just you got to tie them off because it's just not even enough. you got to cinch them oh. out. It didn't make sense. I was I, hoping we'd pass it. I mean, I think... <laughs> I think during co- during COVID, a lot of people turn belts into rope belts, but, you know, for their For neck. the other direction, yeah. yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> but uh, it, it was sort of a sanity thing yeah. and then also a depression thing. And so sometimes, like, both just collapse into you just sort of accidentally do a good thing. Sure, sure, Because, sure. like, too depressed to eat because the world is ending. Yeah. But also, like, got to stay active somehow. Uh, and so, yeah, so it was doing a lot. I, I've actually fallen off recently and I'm kind of, I'm like, oh, I should get back to that thing. Cause my big worry is like, ah, I'm gonna see people and I'm gonna have lost it all. <laughs> and so then it became a game of like doing skincare and doing other stuff. Just again, to pass the fucking days. All men should do skincare. It's they great. Fucking don't. Brian, do you do skincare? I live with my girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Of this, this is a face that understands <laughs> yeah. moisturizer. I, yes. <laughs> I got. Did you? I'm 72 years old. Did you? Did you do it before uh, you lived with your girlfriend, though? Yeah. See, I got my boyfriend into into skincare. Also, you gotta. Yeah. But even if you're if you're single, guys, uh, you gotta fucking get into skincare. At least do like the under the eyes, fucking moisturize it. The Target does an under eye. That's the glorious thing. It's like six bucks. You get to roll it. It's fun. You do it in the morning. Get your bag. I love the rolling ones. Yeah. But it's like it's got goo in it, so it's not like it's just a rock. Like I don't (laughs) anything that's just a rock that they're like roll this and it'll be good i'm like no it won't you're lying take your rock away how many things yeah. will cure your skepticism when they say don't worry it's got goo in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, well if there's goo then we're good to go <laughs> yeah um, if there if it's uh, goo send it through yeah. uh, if it's rock make sure you block that's yeah. a, an 80 year old woman trying to get laid yeah yeah it's uh don't worry <laughs> part of it too is like we're I, good i hit those 30s and was just like all right let's see if we can sort of like fix this up a little bit because yeah. let's see if the let's get the house into not burn down by 40 so like now i'm doing it's it feels like a house where I'm, now i'm doing a bunch of remodeling trying to fix stuff i feel you i mean i'm uh and people are gonna fucking hate me for saying this but i i hear that it's like this because i'm 28 mm-hmm. and i've never felt like more old like okay, i feel yeah. like close to death for sure <laughs> i'm like you know, just because like my my back has never hurt more I'm uh I've got like these deep carrying around those Pfizer tits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I, stop jogging. I'm, I'm carrying around the the weight of knowing I have no tits. <laughs> I think I think that's worse. Yeah. Phantom. Just, yeah. Phantom tits. Yeah. <laughs> carrying around. Also just, name of my Star Wars recap, <laughs> where every character now just has rocking tits. Thanks, ILM. <laughs> carrying around the emotional burden that is being flat chested. Um, but what was I saying? That, uh, you went to that dark place hurts, you feel your back hurts. I know. I always. Oh, you feel old as hell. <laughs> I always fucking. I always go down the spiral of having no tits. It's uh, it's a real, it's a real point of uh, 
uh, well, the, fucking The depression. same way This Is Rad's real thing is about getting to know each other and finding new things, this show's real game is about having no tits. Oh, I've, I, one day, what, like, probably once I've had, I, I'll have to have, like, 20 episodes first, but one day I just want a super cut of all the times I've said tits, mommy milkers, uh, fucking, I, it's, Are you listening, listeners? Start yeah. sending in time codes. <laughs> it's already yeah. been probably, like, Start having times. them send you time codes where you only got five episodes. <laughs> like truly, yeah, yeah. start crowdsourcing now. I'll, I'll start. I'll start doing it for the first few episodes. But um, yeah, I, I talk about it a lot. I talk about it on stage. I'm pretty sure on the Eminem episode of your podcast, that's where uh, I came up with a bit that I now do on stage oh. because I started talking about uh, wanting tits and and wanting more than two tits and all that stuff, like Total Recall style. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, that one's fun because that was one of my favorite types of episodes, which is the pure chaos party episode. Yeah, because I think we had eight people there. No, that I mean that was the Green oh, Day. That, one. Oh, yeah, Green Day. That's what Eminem I'm thinking. was Eminem just you just, and, just me, you, and Keith. Keith. But I did end up just like standing up, screaming at one, but like standing yes. up, like yelling. You got both of you got very excited. Well, I was yelling about. I remember what I was yelling about. We can talk about this. I was yelling about how uh, about how. Eminem, because Eminem, you know, talks about fucking like hitting women and mm -hmm. strangling them and all of that kind of stuff. And and I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like music, I feel like music is like, because people are like, oh, he sings about this and he should be canceled, whatever. But I'm like, the thing about music is I feel like it's it's like sex. Like, you know, they can be a, 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 yeah. a nice guy in the streets, but in your raps, I'm going to want you to fucking it's slap the, me around I mean, a little it, bit. It's the Ghetto Boys. It's two live crew. It's like yeah. this whole <laughs> long history of this. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's, you know, too short. Like, too short did not fuck as much as he says, but you know what? God bless him for saying it all. <laughs> <laughs> I will continue to hear it. <laughs> um, I do love that you can just kind of create whatever persona yeah, you want. It's, it's, you know, it's not unlike the hybrid of comedy and a superhero. Right. I, if I if I was a if I was a rapper I'd be like you know big tits. <laughs> That'd be your name. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> Two tits, no three tits. Three tits is actually a pretty good lady three rapper name. Like <laughs> I, if I found out there's a lady rapper named Three Tits, I am like I am on board. Send me yeah. a track. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying two tits like two chains, but yeah. then I realized two tits is a normal thing to have. <laughs> You hear about this girl with two you gotta, fucking well, tits? You gotta add one. Whereas like two chains understood that one chain, of course, two chains. What? Yeah. But you're already That's an excessive a amount yeah. of chains. <laughs> that is more than the average. That is a notable number of chains based on the traditional average. Back then, nowadays, it's like you gotta have like twenty chains to have any um, real getting towards that Mr. T level. Cred, yeah. Yeah. Love Mr. T. Been on a real Mr. T kick. Watched Rocky three recently, kind of oh. out of nowhere, and just on the kick. Clubber now. Lang, dude. Got his whole thing where his entire goal in life is to have his gloves in the air, screaming, "I am the champion." <laughs> yeah. There's no goal beyond that. When you he wins, he does that, and when you return for the next fight, he is still doing that. Might be the cheesiest movie I ever cried to. It's so good. It's, when Mickey dies, I cry. I I've said to my girlfriend before, like, "You're welcome for me not being a craft beer guy. I'm sorry that I'm a guy who likes Rocky." <laughs> I've cried to every like, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Well. Chris Rock ruined my life because he has the advice of before you do an album the night before, watch Rocky and go to bed. 
And I have done that for all three records now. And all it did was then further and further put me emotionally invested in Rocky because it's based on a very important part of like what I do. Right. So it adds weird stakes to it. I'm like, me and Rocky are right there together. Rocky won? Uh, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't want to watch somebody tie. See, but again, before I go. But you're a comedian, you got to understand the best you can do is <laughs> go the distance right. and get somebody to go, like, hey, you also won. Yeah. You yeah, did yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a tie. Uh, Apollo Creed is every headliner. Yeah. Is that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just, Do you like, think that's like the corniest thing you've ever been inspired by? Oh God, no. What's the corny? Because I, I got to tell you, episode one, Gary Peterson uh, talked about how he was inspired by this uh, this speech that Matthew McConaughey gave. Listened to about one many minute of it, and it was the most terrible thing I've ever heard. Wow. Uh, I mean, I have so many. I feel like <laughs> most of my advice is hewn from places you should not take advice from. Yeah. Like, well, that's what th that's what you know. This is all many about. Many of my life credos and things literally extend from things I was taught by the Ninja Turtles in their first feature <laughs> film, right, right, right. Uh, and 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 the like. So it's a lot of of you know, advice from dumb things. Yeah. Well, this is coming off of, of, of Brian saying that it was the the worst thing, or the what did you say, the corniest thing you've ever cried to? I said it might be the worst movie I've the ever cried to. The worst movie I've ever cried to. Yeah. I, God, even worst movie I've ever cried to, I'm trying to think, because that's... I Rocky mean, three. I'm do we Do we pull movies you watch on planes out of this situation? No. I don't know if I've cried on a plane. Did you cry on a plane? I feel like I'm always more that's susceptible hilarious. to stuff on planes. <laughs> really? Are you more emotional on planes? Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I, I just feel like you're just, I think because you're so trapped there, so you're feeling it yeah. because you're just staring at whatever yeah. it is just in front do of you. Do you ask, do you always get a window seat so you can just like stare I out the window aimlessly? Because of giant legs. Yeah, yeah. Reason, aisles, yeah. Reason, yeah, yeah. Recently from playing with window, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have a depression stare out the window on a, on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like being on a plane. I like airports. Oh, I love being on a plane. I'm a, I'm I miss travel so goddamn much. Yeah. Well, tra traveling now fucking sucks. I've done two flights, you know, in the last year and a half, and neither of them were that bad. I guess it was more than one, but it was two trips or whatever. And, and so far, you know, as far like beyond wearing a mask, I didn't really have a ton of trouble with it. Like yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm disappointed. I've, I've been in flying a lot, and I don't get any of those rednecks who get yeah. dragged off the plane. I want to see that so bad. Have you, <laughs> people who refuse the mask. Have either of you ever been on a plane when somebody is like doing some sort of thing Nothing. you shouldn't do on a plane? I've had one, and it didn't even end with them getting thrown out. It was a red eye back from Hawaii to LA, and an adult man fully fell asleep in the aisle. <laughs> and like they didn't they didn't make him move they didn't do anything Wait. i just remember sitting watching him and all i kept thinking is like they are tolerating the shit out of this did he like pass out i in don't the aisle, know i never like, got closure because he... i was not willing to get involved i want to know how he got there i want to know how no many... i watched that part he got down and he laid down and then he went to betty bye oh he just oh, okay he he just kind of yeah moved he out of fall. his seat like he did this intentionally and then it was just fine how many people stepped over him probably every but every person who had to cut so if you were going to the bathroom if you were a stewardess i guess the carts don't go by as often that was the one thing that could and i hope they would have just killed him like i hope it would have been like sleeping on a subway <laughs> yeah. track yeah. <laughs> but like and i believe he had kids who were like sitting in the, the other part and i'm just like if my dad is sleeping in a plane aisle 
I'm gonna be a nightmare for the rest of my child child years. <laughs> that's why they that's why they let him do it. They were like, oh, this guy's life sucks. I guess like like they were just like, all right, sleep well, sir. When you wake up, you still have to do all this. Yeah. The yeah. fact that you could put yourself in this position means my life's better than yours. <laughs> so relax. <laughs> Plain and Freud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. How, like, there must be so much gross shit on an airplane floor. Yeah. Like, I... I was he mean? wearing? Was he wearing... Like, like there's fucking... I don't know. It's an airplane floor. I don't floor. know if hygiene was his Well, concern. any floor. Yeah. Any floor. You're just fucking laying on it. Was he wearing a mask? He, was he wasn't. He wasn't wearing a mask. This, was, this was years ago. Oh, this was... Well, okay. If he was wearing a mask, it would have been scarier. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. then he's like, he's like, I'm part of the solution. I'm part of a different problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm part of old world problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, you've cried on planes two movies. Um, I'll say, I'll go with just the first thing out of my mind is like cheesiest thing I've cried to. And it is uh, the second to last episode of the Battlestar Galactica remake. Okay. There is a chunk where they put a line and go like, all right, everybody wants to go on the mission. Just cross this line over. And they all walk over. And I had just gone through a breakthrough or a breakup. And some other stuff, and I'm just having a like, I'm a lay in bed and watch TV thing and watching. I'm like, they're all friends, they're all going out together. And just, just the idea of like friendship and commitment. And I was just, just sobbing like an insane person. The, uh, <laughs> it, it, when you're going through a That's break, real friendship, man. <laughs> when you're going through a breakup, anything can yeah, make you fucking it's cry. It's pretty wild. Anything. I, I cry to, uh, uh, Adam Sandler's uh, the Adam Sandler movie Big Daddy. Big Daddy's an emotional. Every oh yeah, that's I wipe my own ass. That, that's, I wipe my own ass. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's fucking makes me cry too. Tears. My uh, my girlfriend and I just rewatched The Water Boy. That's what we mm -hmm. ostensibly did for my birthday was sit mm -hmm. and watch The Water Boy. Uh, Water Boy's great. A masterpiece. Great movie. But also like pretty wild. Just the level of, like Kathy Bates is just because her and I just watched Misery, so it's yeah, weird yeah, to yeah. just watch back to back. And she's great in both. And yes. I figured out that that's, I think, the thing I love about Adam Sandler ultimately is, like, everybody is, shows up and, and seems to have a great time. So it's yes. like, I don't know how you can be mad at a guy who's just like, look, man, we're going to put together a set where everyone's having a lovely time. People seem to be trying. Like, there are things that we all respect and like that do not have that set. <laughs> he was my childhood crush. Okay. I had such a huge crush on Adam Sandler when I was, like, fucking eight. Yeah. I didn't really know who he was until I was like a teenager. He was just because I didn't know, watch Saturday Night Live ever. Like, I have so little comedy knowledge prior to like middle school. My dad was a big Adam Sandler fan, or is a big Adam Sandler fan. So I was watching Adam Sandler movies from a very young age. And uh, he was my childhood crush, which I think is like, it's weird that. I don't see a ton of that out. I mean, I see that more in the guys you are friends with present company included than uh -huh. like your boyfriendy types what do you mean for sandler types oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean well uh my my current boyfriend is a very is a bit of a, is a very goofy jew okay yeah um <laughs> yeah actually uh several people have told them that he reminds them of adam oh, sandler so i i and and i was like that makes sense because this he is, is my job is that, does he just wear sweatpants <laughs> he is baggy basketball he, shorts well, he's, a, he's basically a giant man child <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I I uh, I do like a I do like a very immature man. This is a running theme I'm starting to notice with like female friends of mine who like you see who their childhood crush was and I've met their partners and it's you definitely see some of that in there. It makes I sense. I have a friend I won't out her here, but who loves Elijah Wood and when you look at her husband, he is quite Elijah Wood like. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Is that a bad thing to out her? To add to out out her? All right, Jen Saunderson has a handsome husband. I don't know. I don't know if she needs everybody to know both about her handsome husband and her love of Elijah Wood. Good for her. I mean, if I had a fuckable husband, I'd want I'd want to shout it from the fuckable husband would be the best band name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd want to shout it. Who's your childhood crush? Uh, The the two that that were both were God. These are. Both embarrassed, but it was a uh, Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Those mm. were my two. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt was yeah. for everybody. Yeah. I well, I feel like San- mm-hmm. Sandra Jennifer Bullock. It's Love Potion number nine and The Net and Speed, like that. Yeah. That trifecta. Right, right, right. Can't I, hardly wait for Jennifer. Oh my Love God! Hewitt. Truly. Yeah. Uh, man, that movie. I haven't fully rewatched because I'm just like I don't know how this is gonna hold up, and <laughs> I've got some emotions invested in this. This movie got me into the replacements and yep. had Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ethan Embry and like that's, Seth Green, man, just what a gift! What I, a gift! I wanted to be Sandra Bullock in uh, Miss Congeniality. I love that movie. I do too. And there was this, there was this scene where she comes home and she just starts like uh, beating up on a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, to salt and peppers, uh, salt, salt and pepper, <laughs> salt and pepper. <laughs> I used a hard R and salt and pepper. <laughs> so, uh, probably the fourteenth whitest thing I've ever done. No, um, salt and peppers, uh, none of your, none, none of your business. Uh, great song. Salt and peppers, none of your business. <laughs> it's, none of, it's none of your business. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I wanted like I always dreamed of having a punching bag in my bedroom because of that. That now movie. you got a boyfriend, so same thing. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> uh, I I just remember like I liked Miss Congeniality one so much that I was like hyped to see the second one. <laughs> and it was As, so like, bad, boy. Oh. I was just like fucking. MC2, let's dance. It was, I, yeah, I was so excited and it was so just terrible. Really, it was really dog shit. Just a, like, and, and I'm mad at myself because not only have I done this, but I really let myself be vulnerable being excited about this movie. <laughs> it felt, so it felt like a bit of a betrayal. Yeah, I well, I, I, I say never get excited about a sequel. Comedy it, sequel, as it turns out. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. You're only going to get your heart broken. You don't, you know. I feel like everybody has like the one comedy sequel they're an apologist for. And I only think about this because I've been on a real Ghostbusters 2 kick. Because I like Ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. more than the first one because it's the one I re- was raised watching a bunch. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. only like 10 years ago that I learned people don't like that movie. Right. And I was just like, what are you talking about? It's literally, <laughs> it's got Vigo in it. <laughs> Get your shit together. I just saw Ghostbusters 2 like uh, two years ago. Oh, no. Ghostbusters 1. Oh, okay. And I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2. It's great. But it's uh, uh, got the best Bobby Brown song of all time on the soundtrack, which was number three on my 2020 most played things on Apple. Is that my prerogative? No, it's uh, uh, On Their Own. On Their Own. Which I maintain better than my prerogative. Like, just it's got them good New Jackie drums and that good singy chorus. Mm. (laughs) I remember being a fan of Rush Hour 2. I... And Rush Hour 1 and every Rush Hour. How many Rush Hours <laughs> are there? There's three. And I'm trying to remember. Big fan of the Rush which Hours. Which one disappointed me two or three? And now I'm just like, is this a reason to go back to the Rush hour verse? Rush Hour is so good. Well, actually, I don't know if it holds up. I was a big fan of it as a, as a kid. I remember me and my brother just spent, you know, hours oh, yeah. it was quoting Chris Tucker. For a very specific part of the 90s, you're like, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, the two greatest actors of our generation. <laughs> What is and that movie has been made in the 18 months where that is true. Like, What does Chris Tucker do now? I think he does stand-up. 
He's a Christian stand-up. Okay. Yeah, he's like a Christian guy. Is he? Yeah, when you're he... on the Epstein logs, you need the whole church behind you. Ah, yes. Yeah. I wish uh, I wish he would just do his character from Fifth Element full-time. I know. That'd be sick. Truly. Have you ever seen him in Fifth Element? No. Oh. He's essentially a drag queen. Yeah. It's, it oh, is shit. The, yeah. That movie rules. Worth your time. Every, okay. every character is insane. Everything in it is insane. And yet it sort of holds together. And you just go like, I don't know how this works, but I'm having a good time. Okay. Yeah. I, I realize there's a, there is a laundry list of, of movies that I haven't seen. And I'm chalking it up to, well, I guess I, I can't because I'm not that young anymore, which uh, I will circle back well, to, I guess. Well, uh, that was one of my COVID keep saying things that was like, it, it, this was like early Watching 2021. I set up, I made a fucking list, like a programmer's list. And so every Thursday, because like going to the movies is one of my like, I hate everyone. I'm going to go sit in a dark room and be alone for a while. Uh, so I set up my room every uh, Thursday night at midnight, like that I'm sitting down, I am eliminating everything, and I'm going to watch either a cult or an art house movie that I've never seen and I've meant to see. And I got about 30 watched before the plan fell apart. Wow. And man, I miss it because it, there were so many things like that where all of a sudden it was like, ha, now I've seen right. fill in the blank. And there were a couple, mm -hmm. it was half fun and half like homeworky ones, but then sometimes yeah. the homeworky ones kind of slapped. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, was the one there was something oh there was this movie missing that i'd gotten uh -huh. randomly uh like somebody had sent it to me that turns out to be maybe one of the best movies i've ever seen it's mm -hmm. from costa brava and it's about like the chilean revolution mm. and it's this american guy goes missing and his wife calls the guy's dad who's like you guys should have been down there anyways you goddamn hippies and he like firsthand gets to see how fucked the situation is right and it's just like really well done and really like smartly made and crafted and shit like that and so and that's one where i never in a thousand goddamn years would have watched that yeah and did you how nerdy did you like were you like pairing wines with it like or watching I, a chain quite, with the... i did a couple of themes yeah. so i did like i did for you're for, a theme guy for like february for valentine's day like month i ended up doing uh all a uh, before movie every week for three weeks um mm -hmm. and so i did like before sunrise uh, you know before sunset and after midnight or whatever and that was a lot of fun you know mm -hmm. And that was, you know, I'm a big link ladder guy and had never seen all of those. So that was I've never seen Slacker. Yeah. Um, a few of his movies I've never seen. The problem with when I, a lot of times when I watch like a show that I never watched that I should have watched, but watch it years later or a movie or something like that, then I start wanting to like make jokes about it or including it in my stand up. Oh, and, then, and, the, and then people are like, why are you oh. doing a joke that's like fucking 10 years dated? And I'm like, you're no, no, I just watched it. Back into last year getting way into taxi. And if you yeah. really want people to be on board with your references, constantly reference taxi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was make. I, I just watched a Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, uh, not that long long ago binge watch it and i kept wanting to make like game of thrones references and my phone it's like, was on people 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 were on that like you know fucking three years ago and the, uh, just give it a year and then it'll be for everybody yeah you know what i mean yeah. it's got to get through that awkward five-year grace you got to get to the wire side where yeah. like where it jumps over and now everybody's re-watching it you could, yeah you could do a a whole hour on the Sopranos and it would be totally relevant. Oh God, yes, that was yeah. one like Fifi Dosh and I did like near four hours on the Sopranos at one point on This Is Rad, and it was one of those things where like we finished and I was like, I could do another four hours mm -hmm. of this, like, and that's when I came to when no one was talking about the Sopranos like mm -hmm. two years ago, and it was yeah. just this beautiful little like secret adventure where I'm just like, no one knows what's happening but me. It did mm -hmm. just kind of come out of nowhere where everyone was like on the sopranos train it's uh well i always think when you see 
something new coming attached, there is all of a sudden this kind of like zeitgeist that shows up where all of a sudden we're like, oh, we were really into this. But then you're like, oh, Many Saints of Newark was 18 months away. So mm-hmm. somebody put into the air like, you guys want to rewatch they the did that podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, man, what a what a beautiful thing. I like know. that was I, it's something I gave zero fucks about. And then all of a sudden was like, oh, never mind. It's the best thing we've ever made. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, it, and I, I do this thing where if everyone likes something, I refuse to watch it's it. That's why just, we're friends. Yeah. I'm just because you. I'm like. we're both a room full of miserable cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, haven't seen Squid Game. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. No, because it, it, makes, it makes me mad when people are like, you have to yeah, watch it. I'm like, like, I don't have I to like, do I anything. You fuck now. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, like, it's a thousand percent that. But yeah. I'm game, watching Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Taxi. The only relevant one is my girlfriend has gotten me into Cobra Kai and it makes me okay. furious because I hate that it's a good show. I <laughs> love Cobra Kai. It's the corniest. Yeah. It's the, cor- the, the reason that show works is because that show is committed to being a good show while also acknowledging at all times that the Karate Kid is a stupid movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very self-aware And it gives it all the corniness. freedom to go as anime as it wants with it. Isn't Brent Ernst in that show? Uh, Yes. I think he is. Because I, I remember Brent Ernst? Right, uh, the comedian. comedian. Oh, okay. Right before, I had to bring him up one time with the improv and he told me he's like oh say that Cobra Kai's coming out and in my head I was like yeah that's gonna that's gonna stink I, I, and then it became huge yeah. I was working on something where like the last interview when I was it was when I was working on Nerdist they had William Zabka come in and to mm-hmm. get interviewed for it and that was when it was a YouTube Red series before it came out yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was like one of the last ones while I was still working there I was like oh god we're having this guy for this thing Ugh. Yeah. and like now I'm just like man I really really kind of regret <laughs> you know, make, shake that man's hand for get, Dude, delivering an incredible performance like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about old Billy Zabka fucking sexy as oh that. yeah oh my girlfriend constantly uh, oh my God. talking about how hot Zabka is. So hot. Like, and, and I wasn't attracted to him in the karate. <laughs> I got that one. I got it. <laughs> After probably a hundred, but. Uh... Yeah. You should also make a sound for horniness. Just so there's constant sound effects. In yeah. Between the likes and, and the horny. And then a, t- a tit sound. Yes. Like yeah. you say tit. So it's ultimately just slowly turns into a negative land yeah. album. Where it's more sound than, yeah, than yeah, content. Yeah. I need I, I need I need sound effects in my life. I like them. I, it, it's the the one thing that I always kind of am sad but grateful. This is rad has never embraced is the soundboard because like once we were only not a morning zoo show because of our limitations on what you know side technology we have because yeah. that falls apart as soon as we get sound effects. Yeah, I well it, this, you've it's done the smart thing of late. taking them away from you and giving them yes. to a responsible third party. Yeah, well, you need a good Mr. Scream standing yes, by. Yes. That's true. I would be very irresponsible with the soundboard. Hit those two yellow ones. This is Ramsey okay. sounds. This is Ramsey Badawi's soundboard. Hit them both. Oh, Do it again. again. Yeah, oh, there we go. There, yeah. That was a very faint moan. Oh, <laughs> it's still going? Yes. How do I stop it? You, you just hit them again. <laughs> you don't. This is our life now. Yeah, that's that's Ramsey to a T. Born in Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. He did. Uh, Born Slipknot should be his autobiography <laughs> yeah. one day. He did play. In my mind, it's posthumously like he is dead when that book comes out. And I yeah, don't yeah. know why in my brain it had to have Ramsey dead before book comes out. They're for legal reasons. Yeah, I assume. for sure. It's a Mark Twain thing. There's, it has yeah. to come out a hundred years later. <laughs> is that how long it was on those extra books of his? Yeah, his autobiography. Oh, the autobiography. I yeah. I tried. To, I have twice now tried to make Mark Twain jokes work in stand-up. <laughs> I've since become a better stand-up. Uh, but one of them was if you ever watched that Ken Burns documentary on him, uh-huh. you know, after his daughter died from freezing to death. 
he became like a hardcore atheist mm -hmm. and most of his final writings are just these screeds against God. <laughs> and I just love that like his publishers are like, look, we know you're most beloved author in the world, but eat a dick, you God piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just not something we want to publish in 1850. <laughs> right, right. It's better than, I guess, uh, against black people. <laughs> Fair. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what if he also like, was like he was hey, doing oh, so you don't think god is black <laughs> i was about to say and he thinks god's black he just adds it all yeah. <laughs> oh it's still that too yeah. <laughs> that's why he ate a god <laughs> um no i mean uh mark twain uh there's no reason for us on this show to continue a conversation we, we, we don't we're going to bring nothing. To you know what? I, okay. I am going to ask you the question that Please. I ask every episode, which is, uh, what do you think is the uh, worst part about being alive? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many to choose from. I Fuck it. I know. Um, you know what's funny is I ask, I, I pose this question to, and I'm going to use it for something eventually, but I pose this question to uh, my Instagram audience and got so many different answers that I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that does fucking suck. And it just like gave me more reasons to hate life. My <laughs> first answer is so unacceptable that I'm trying to think of a second answer. Well, okay. While you think of your second answer, tell me what you're unacceptable. Is the worst well. thing about life is that I do not have godlike powers to do whatever I need to do to get done. <laughs> okay. So when you've got too many projects sitting on your phone as a little list of to-dos, right. uh, that's when your brain goes, like, the worst part is, like, these aren't done yet. Well, life is just fucking constant maintenance, and there's always stuff to fucking – how do people keep a place clean? Oh, see, that's something I am good at, though. Like, I'm, I don't. I need a clean space. I can't. I, I are you just are you just college. constantly cleaning? Yes. Like it's a constant thing. Hundred percent. I it's feel an like endless if it's not a constant thing, then it's gonna be that's or just not gonna happen. The other system I'll often use for some things is there is a bar you set, and when right. it surpasses that, you have got to reset it to zero. Right. And that's a lot of what I do is yeah. like it gets to a level of messy where I'm like, I will either burn this house down or I will go and clean this for ten minutes. The problem is if I clean, like I'm I'm a slob, but if I clean, like once I clean, I'm like no one touch anything, you know, because well, you I don't want to have life. to I don't want to <laughs> have to do this again. <laughs> so that's a super reasonable way to carry it. Too. So so when I like like no one even like we're I'm just gonna be out of the house now for a month. I don't want anyone fucking touching. But I like, so here like give me. I make my bed fully every day. And never. I I get and because and then I I so I can't do it because if I do do it then I become like this fucking naggy like uh, I don't want to be like the that like stereotypical like oh my girlfriend's nagging me to like pick, but like uh it, so I'll just use surf like, girlfriend and be like now I am the nag I just <laughs> fucking clean that up and you just fucking threw your shirt on the fucking floor what are you doing well yeah, you know that's my relationship I'm I'm the clean one and yeah. but, but my girlfriend works way harder than me so I can't yeah I can't we got real similar lifestyles yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or as I call it living the dream <laughs> but with making the bed I that like I get mad when even if I make the bed like make it really well like hotel style where you like tuck in the I mean, sides and all that kind of stuff. Not trying to fucking impress anybody. Forty five degree creases. Yeah, the, yeah. the the yeah the hotel corners and shit. Yeah. Like uh, the minute like he will undo it, even if it's to sleep, I'm like I'm angry. <laughs> 
like, how dare you fucking sleep See, for me, in the, the bed I just made. Healthy. Now, there was morning. a period of time when I was in high school where I had that same mindset, so I just had a blanket and slept over my made bed for a yes! year. I believe it was my sophomore year of high school. I did that, and it was just, I don't know why. I don't know what the goal was, but I, for a sustained year. I used to do that, too. I uh, I did not want to make my bed every morning, so I just slept on top of my made bed. Yeah. Uh, I did that as it well. It was the my childhood bed by the time I was in, like, seventh grade. I was too big for too because I was slept on a twin and I was like six one by then you know mm-hmm. I'm six six now and we have been that since like high school and so my ankles and beyond like were over the edge of my bed for yeah. most of my my youth so I'd be on the covers with shitty things dangling over like I'm sleeping like a weird cartoon bum yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I mean it's just it's just constant and basically like not even just cleaning but it with your mental health with your physical health if like i feel like if you just like stop for a second oh for sure it all goes to hell but like and it's annoying on the other hand like at least for me like making a lot of those changes the last couple years to try to just live healthier and more organized and stuff like that there is the, the the goal Mm-hmm. is that you maintain that stuff enough to notice that it's your life sucks a little bit less. And so now you have to end up doing the math between like effort versus shitty. Right. And so like if you want to be lazier that's fine, but at the same time you just got to remember that shit's gonna, you know, hamper slightly versus yeah. like you, it's a pain in the ass to do a thing, but like your overall quality of life is a little better. And I bounce right. back and forth. We're, cu- we're still coming off of the holidays where I sort of went the other direction for a while. Yeah. So I'm having to get back on the, the back on the horse and stuff. Right. It's, uh, sure. I'm not, I've been eating a lot of cookies and really mem- have to remember that apples exist. Good. I mean, good for you. <laughs> cookies fucking oh, slap. Good. They're the fucking jam. I, well, I make them during Christmas. So I was just, I was my own drug dealer. I've, <laughs> I've, I've been doing a thing, uh, uh, which is really embarrassing to admit, but the, for the past month, I've probably had cookies for breakfast every morning. <laughs> like, Just get cookie crisps. Yeah, <laughs> it's cookies for breakfast. <laughs> do those even exist oh, anymore? Oh, they absolutely do. Yeah, they have to. The cereal world is still alive and well, friend. <laughs> yeah. as, as that's my go-to now. Soon like, they're gonna be like cigarettes. You're gonna have to get somebody to unlock them. Oh God, everything, everything <laughs> good, just back there. Yeah, because yeah. that became one of my like snacky treat things. Is mm-hmm. like I'll just oh I have a bowl of cereal, and that's mm-hmm. kind of similar. And yeah. like eventually you accept that lie. Yeah. Uh, cookie crisp and, and cocoa puffs. Cinnamon toast crunch for me. Cinnamon toast crunch or get Cinnamon out. Cinnamon toast crunch is so banana nut crunch. Yeah, anything in the crunch family, I yeah. am all about. Because they <laughs> did, they did, they've got the Dolce de Leche ones going right yeah. now. They did uh, what was the the churro crunch, which was oh, that sounds great. Churro crunch was great because when you got a tiny bit of sog, it got that churro spongy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And then you have like horchata in your bowl. Were oh. you a Fruit Loops person? Never. No. Oh my god. Fruity cereal is bullshit. No, I love Fruit Loops. No, it's not fruit like like fruit fruit well yeah it's like sugary fruit. <laughs> <laughs> not eating a Fair. bowl of it's, strawberries that's true but no it's 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 it, fruit loops was my was my fucking jam i think it's because artificial orange and lemon really don't ever do it for me so i'm already eating a half bo- at half bowl interest levels uh-huh i didn't know that they actually each color had a different flavor yeah, i mean look I, I said i don't like them i didn't say i mean a lot of them <laughs> i do think that cereal can not cure depression but i here's the thing and i've talked about Have this you tried continuing to eat more of it though. <laughs> I, I, I think the answer is a lot i've been i've been and i i've talked about this but i do think that going back to the things that made you happy as a child mm-hmm. is like a very good um good but dangerous a good thing to 
pick you up out of a, I mean, not as dangerous as it is to do the things that make you happy as an adult. Fair. <laughs> like, that is absolutely correct. Drinking cocaine and uh, sex. I mean, sex is cool, but um, <laughs> but do, going back to like doing the things that that made you happy as a child, I, I've discovered is it can really get you out of a what slump. What was one of yours? Well, I, uh, that I know I found this out when because I am a, a like, I started humping pillows. <laughs> 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 I'm dude. I did discover porn so early, like way too early, um, because discover. yeah, <laughs> you're Ponce de Leon. <laughs> <laughs> porn de Leon. You put a little flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I stumbled upon it uh, as I uh, was because uh, I, I had a. I think this is the problem. Is I, I had a TV in my room way too young and i was just flipping through the channels late at night when i wasn't supposed to be awake and uh for some reason we had the you know the you dirty the, channels you the spice channel on your childhood television yeah and i remember You're i remember the coolest kid i've ever met i remember the exact thing because I, I i it was called bikini chain chain gang <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh cool it's gonna be about like women in prison <laughs> Like, I, I, I thought it was going to be like, I really liked my favorite movie at that time was the Spice Girls. I liked just gangs of women, yeah. you know. So oh, Spice like, World's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Meatloaf's best role. <laughs> that was one of the, the, the movies that made me happy as a child. I should go back and uh You know the Spice crazy World. trivia about that? I imagine everybody knows this bit. The, that movie had fully restructured plot because it originally involved Gary Glitter. Was like oh, the yes. main character. Well, they sing a Gary Glitter song in yeah, it. Do you want to touch? I had me? like no idea. And then, like, years later, I was like, oh, that's why Spice World is like a surreal David Lynch film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know about Gary Glitter? No. So he's a pe- uh, one of the most he, raging pedophiles. Yeah. Oh. And he was know. a glam rock star. He wrote, na, na, hey, na, 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 na. He's that guy. Yeah. I have a long Gary Glitter bit that I still do to this Ooh. day. Yeah. You know what? I was I was um saying I was thinking that the name sounded familiar and I think that's why. Yeah. I probably. think it's cuz I've heard you talk about Gary yeah, yeah, Glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Banned from Thailand. That's yeah. that's that's part of the premise. Yeah. Well, is <laughs> It's crazy. How crazy is that? God damn. That's that is <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, it's it's wild. That takes was it, effort. Was, was was he interested in in girls or boys? Or boys. Yeah. Okay. They always are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kidding. I I <laughs> don't, don't don't put me on record <laughs> oh, as being look. serious like that. It's always scary when somebody Brian Vokey said yeah. that all pet- joke. <laughs> Brian Vokey said all pedophiles are gay and. <laughs> And off mic, he said, all gays are pedophiles. (laughs) Times where you wish a camera hadn't reacted to you falling over laughing. (laughs) Just my tie. Well, because I I thought with a name like Gary Glitter that he'd be uh, going after, because I feel like that's that's a name that you have when you want to attract little girls. You know? Gary Glitter. Yeah. Do you think he was torn about it? Like, You're like you think glitter. There were other he you know, with? like as a, as a former preschool teacher, glitter works on all children. True. They love it. They go nuts for it. Oh, that yeah. works. Like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all, all children love glitter because it is shiny, destructive, yes. and they see fear in adults' eyes. <laughs> so you worked as a preschool teacher. Yes, okay. Sure. I was I was an on and off, uh, uh, you know, sub and and teacher and after school aide. Middle school was my specialty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love them. I couldn't handle the just f- fucking assholes, and I the love the fact it. that yeah. the two, both of you were trusted in a classroom. Our level of paternal instincts <laughs> outweighs you. This by is a lot. this is the problem with the school system. What in are you general? talking about? I was a great the teacher. Same. I was. Sure 
scary. It was where... real. Like that's the problem is most good teachers are lost to stand up comedy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's that they are ostensibly the only two things well, that right. require that specific skill set. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. That's true. Yeah. If you're a, if, I remember I had a teacher at my middle school that uh, did stand up comedy, uh, but I, I don't know if he still does it. Was it John Fox? No, oh. he was bald. I don't even remember his name, but he was like every kid's favorite it was, teacher. Uh, Joe Coy. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was every- Did we just pitch a shitty 90s comedy as just 100%. Joe Coy as a substitute teacher? Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh god, I, I did discover porn through B- Bikini Chain Gang. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I I discovered masturbation even earlier than that. I discovered masturbation when I was like in fucking second grade, which I've been told Jesus. is way too early. The uh, are you still fascinated by the idea of women in prison movies? Because like we should watch the Big Dollhouse sometime. That'd I mean, I, I I I I I wouldn't be opposed or to caged it. Caged heat, have ourselves a time. Yeah, I mean, do they fuck yes. in it? Okay, cool. Yeah. How do you feel I'm about in. the concept of Pam Greer's tits? Who's Pam Greer? Well, you're gonna find out, and you're gonna be really excited. You now know. What uh, what other stuff is she? In? Jackie Brown. No. Ghost, oh oh. Ghosts of Mars. No. Jackie Brown, that's the Quentin Tarantino. She plays Jackie Brown. She is Jackie Brown. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. the 70s, she was uh, a, like a black exploitation exploitation queen. And she's just stunningly beautiful and like just beats up a lot of white guys and stuff like that. And it's the best. Okay. So how do I feel about her tits now or uh, in the 70s? At all times, be pro. Okay. <laughs> just as a rule of thumb, always pro. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, should, I'm down, do I'm down for fun. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um. So I don't know why we got into discovering porn as a child. Right. Oh, because you asked what made me discover that uh, childhood things make me come out of depression. And it's that um, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Well, what were the things? Yeah. Pokemon. um, The Switch. The Nintendo Switch. You live in that Switch life? Yeah. Up top. Uh, My uh, my brother just got one after hearing me for four years talk about it's the best thing in the world. It's great. I I I I'm, I wasn't a huge video game person. I was when I was a kid. I used to play the, really just for the Pokemon games. I played them on the Game Boy and then Mario sixty four. Um, but yeah, when they came out with that on the Switch, I got it. Played it for like a week. It made me so fucking happy because uh, I'm a millennial and we grew up with that shit. It was so good. I've like tried to like I was never hardcore into it because i'm like right at i think the age edge for the far side of it but like have overall positive but not strong it's sort of more than harry potter less than i don't know ghostbusters or some bullshit and i tried playing i had i bought one of them for the 3ds a few years ago and a few months ago was trying to replay through that and i think it's like i just i have too many questions i think to live in the pokemon world yeah well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's really fun. I I used to I used to like Who, shoot are you myself. Fire type, water type, grass type. I mean, fire type always. Nice. But I used to shoot myself in the foot a little because I I only wanted the cute Pokemon. Okay. You know, I I it wasn't about so being Gengar strong. Can just fuck right off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only wanted the fuckable Pokemon. So. <laughs> uh, do you think that is there Pokemon porn? Oh, absolutely. Oh, fuck. I got to look I that mean, up. It's the age old thing is if you can think of it, it's made. Yeah. That's that's what, you know. And if it's from any porn video, you can think of, it's yeah. been made. And if it's from a video game, you can see some part of its butthole on the internet. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I'll look that up. But I, I do think, yeah, like Pokemon, I just go back to Pokemon and masturbating to Adam Sandler. 
because those were the things sort of i you know sounds like a fun weekend to me brought me joy as a child i uh i started drawing that became my obsession during COVID. i took i ostensibly once i was now no longer working and shit i ostensibly took myself to art school for two years Mm -hmm. and so that's just been it was just like wake up do whatever work stuff you got to do to to you know keep that freelance life alive and then just fucking drawn and learning perspective and figure and all that stuff and that was that was kind of the one good thing that came out of all of it but that and and i guess as an extension like tales from an analog future and making the comic book but that all kind of came together yeah i always forget that you can draw and then you'll sometimes randomly send me oh yeah no i mean no you you drew me like when we first met that was well that was a part of the whole project i want to bring back at some point where like i was taken it was mostly friends but i did a couple other ones too where i would do digital pen and ink copies of comedians mm-hmm. and fun photos and then because i'm a big raymond pettibone fan sure. i would do quotes like a pettibone piece so i don't right. think yours ever got the quote on it because you just ended up looking pretty so i sent it to you because it was like a little because i did one for keith that's like him with like the the fun sunglasses smoking a cigarette and i put a whole piece on it I had that one a tom that i really like yeah I did, like french mid i did who the fuck else i did a couple of them. i want to do a full series of them sometime get mm-hmm. like you and a bunch of other yeah, people and just fun. and especially like not giving anybody what the quote is. It's nothing you said. It's just the vibe I got doing it yeah. was sort yeah. of what a bunch of them were like the Tom ones, just him smoking a cigarette. And it's like, he said it was his last one, but even he knew it was a lie. <laughs> I do realize that when I, cause I've had people draw me a few times and uh, not to brag, but <laughs> I've had, and I always do look prettier in drawings because I look prettier when, uh, you know, you don't put the details of my face on <laughs> when it's just like an outline of me. It's a lot prettier, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but Or you could just be pretty. <laughs> like you could just, that could also just be the case. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> we've already touched on my low self-esteem in this <laughs> podcast. It's, uh, you know, maybe if I had some big old honkers, <laughs> I wouldn't feel that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, so what... Now that we've uh, the 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 godlike powers, that's unacceptable. That mm-hmm. that you and again, want godlike powers. And, and I think I only have it right now just because I'm trying to get so many projects done. Yeah. And and get a job and get all these other things that I'm just like I wish I could have the powers to just solve all these right now. Oh my God! You uh, had a glow up over COVID, and now you're uh, bragging well, about all the projects you well, have. <laughs> I mean, yes, ostensibly that is what I'm doing. I was going to talk down, like, no, she's right. Uh, no, I, no I, I, I'm not doing well, fucking shit. Not being able to do stand-up, I really figured out how much of the value about being alive I have that was built into stand-up healthy or not. Yeah. And especially I, 2019, just doing a fuckload of it. Uh, and, yeah, and like resonating. I had wrapped absolute terror and in less than a year and a half already had a new 30 for another. And I was just like, this is going to be the fastest I've turned around a goddamn record ever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, and then just all of a sudden it's just was frozen. And I mean, I did zoom stuff and I've gone mm-hmm. back and done some stuff, but it's not the same. I feel like everybody's kind of got that yeah. where it's like, we're doing all the mechanics and sometimes you get a good one that feels like stand up, but even like, probably the two best shows i've had in this run both were just because they felt like regular stand-ups it's not like they were some barn burner crazy evening or something like that yeah and so i just had to start picking shit up because i just can't i did a show the other couple months ago that rory scova was on and he put it best where he's like i'm gonna keep doing this but just know my heart's not in it yes (laughs) i wrote (laughs) a new chunk because i couldn't do the old chunks anymore it was just like this is another human wrote these for people inside of improvs (laughs) and this is not where this goes and so just 
wrote a new 30 before a Matt Cole show because I was just like, I cannot keep saying the same 15-minute chunk again. Uh I do think that whether you're a stand-up or any other line of work, I think over the pandemic, a lot of people who probably had their identity wrapped up in their work. I fell back in love with writing. Like, that yeah. was a big thing. My girlfriend got a, a typewriter, which is the fucking mm. greatest thing in the world. So I just started, because at a certain point I was like, I, I could write a script. What am I going to do? Sell my big old pilot to some fucking channel? Like, yeah, so yeah. I just went to prose because it was like, oh shit, like I can, when I write this, it's done and it just exists. Yeah. And uh, like kind of became a maniac with that. And that, that was pre stand up was like my big love was like writing short stories and fiction and stuff like that. And so that was a lot of fun to come back into. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what, what do you think? Okay. So I, I do want to, I, okay. I want to try this. We're gal pal. I want to, no, I want to try this thing. Um, it's a a little bit of a, a, an exercise. If it, if it turns out that it sucks, we'll cut it out. But I want to try this thing where I want to take one of the things that, the the people said the people the people the people said were one of the worst parts about being alive okay and you tell me why it's fine oh hells yeah (laughs) so um all right i'm gonna pick one it's uh the one of the ones was just uh okay one of them was existential dread Okay. So having existential dread. My why favorite is reggae band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that an actual band? No. Oh, it sounds like a band. No. Just uh, a dread pun. I mean, existential <laughs> dread has fueled virtually all of the great art across human history. Oh. From true. the Bible to the Satanic Bible. Well, the, uh, bi- the Bible was created <laughs> off of existential dread. Yeah. Where do, where do you think God? trying to figure out what God's up to comes from. Um, I don't know. I thought God wrote the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, maybe God was also feeling it. He was like, who am I? Uh, (laughs) Even he has to find himself or she. Oh, that's true. Do you think God has existential crises? Absolutely. He's like, do I even exist? Is this all a simulation? (laughs) Look, even God gets high on DMT and has some new thoughts about life. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Because ex- ex- like, I think, like, literally almost every of my favorite books are all written out of existential crisis. Like, Slaughterhouse-Five is built out of existential crises. The Fall is a book about, like, existential crises. I mean, I do admire people who, out of an existential crisis, can create art. I just... Uh, Nicole, that's your entire art. Spiral cry and, and sleep for that weeks is- at a time. <laughs> That is my, I mean, I do. And, and most of my, my jokes are about depression, existential crises, and boobs. Yeah. Uh, I, I always feel like if you've got stuff like that, again, it's just, it's because it worked for me. So it's one of those, like, I only have the solution because it's the one I had. But, like, when you got those feelings, like, you know, turn them into something. Right. That's, that's what, you gain a lot more control. Now, this is also coming from somebody who's now properly medicated. So now you right. really get a lot of control. <laughs> What uh, about someone in a how you feel? What about someone in a cubicle who's having an existential crisis, yeah, which is a, probably every day? You got a pen and a pad or a fucking second window of Microsoft Word open. Putting That's your true. Shit down like everyone can do art. You know, I'm a big believer in like it. art by any means. Like any anything's a good place to start, and whatever you got's a good place to start it with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to the guy who created the Office, he probably worked in an office at one point. <laughs> I don't Mickey Gervais, yeah, for so. sure he did. That's one hundred percent true. Oh right, it was a uh, it yeah, was yeah. A, a a UK. Yeah, thing. no, that character is That's based funny. off a real boss of his when he oh, worked really? in an office. Yeah, hilarious. Oh my god, that would have been so fun. I've never had a a wacky boss. I've never had a, a wacky oh, sitcomy boss. 
<laughs> I've had some wacky bosses in the past, and they are less fun than you think they're going to be. I know? did have one who put his hand on my ass, um, which I feel like <laughs> it was pretty wacky. Uh, it was at Disneyland. Uh, might want to, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll leave that out, but it was at Disneyland. Was he wearing a big white glove? They did not take <laughs> care of that stuff. <laughs> there were a lot of complaints. They never took care of it. Uh, maybe it's different now. That was like 10 years ago. I got nine years ago. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm disparaging no media conglomerates at the moment. Yeah. Uh, well now I'm, now I'm old. <laughs> Thought that would get a laugh. <laughs> I always think the word conglomerate is funnier than it actually is. <laughs> Conglomerate's a great word. It's, it sounds silly and made up, but yep. it'll be the death of us all. Like it's a fun thing. I 100%. used to laugh at the word cordial all the time yeah. and I don't know why. It's, uh, it's, it's those good consonant sounds. Yeah. Cordial. 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 That's, like, that's also a drink, too, right? Is it's it? a candy. Well, yeah, I guess it is because it's the boozy cordial. Yeah, 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 yeah the boozy cordial. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> boozy cordial. I mean, it sounds like okay, a... Hey, that's my wife's name. You better watch it. <laughs> it sounds like a sex move or something. Uh, the... I had something that was gone. Once my brain abandoned thought to try to figure out what a sexy cordial would be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I came back. In other words, like, unimportant. Do we have the answer? <laughs> it's the green M&M. Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, sexy cordial. Oh my god, what what did happen with that? I heard they took something her tits about away it or something. Did she have she tits never had tits? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think they just changed her shoes. Yeah, they changed her shoes. Like they changed Tucker it. Carlson doesn't want to fuck her. They changed it from high heels to sneakers, which um, as a slut in sneakers, uh, yeah, I, not a game changer. It's not. It's it's really not. I never, I never would. You know what? The good sluts wear sneakers because sneakers are like the ones that aren't afraid you to get. You can run to sex faster. You <laughs> and the, you know you're not allowed, you're not afraid to get down and dirty. It's true. If you're wearing sneakers, you know, so heels are more posh. Yeah. Where I feel like the real freaks wear sneakers. I don't. I, I don't disagree. I think. I think you're onto something here. Yeah. They're not showy. They don't need you. It's like anybody who's good at their job. Like they don't need to show you how good at their job that is. Because then when they get up to do their job, they make everybody else look bad. The green M M&M and M in sneakers uh, does anal. Yes. The green green M M&M and M in sneakers, uh, you know, chokes on the dick, deep throats. Mm -hmm. That other chick, she just kind of like you know, y yellow lays back. Uh, is the, is it? The brown is brown. the other one. I can't remember. I don't even remember what the colors of M and M's are anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, like they're not Skittles, and so I didn't have to keep track. <laughs> I didn't even know they did those commercials anymore. They, I only know because the movie theaters they always have the like this is an envelope thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. It's a just a thing that plays. All right, cool. It's an M and M. <laughs> silencing your cell phone. Uh, okay, so. It's fine. Existential dread is fine. Even if you work in a fucking office. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, tool to, to channel your energy into. It's your body telling you that it wants to express that stuff. Out. Kyle says, just write some shit. You know? That's to me, answer. it's a lot more psychotic to be like, yeah, this all makes sense. Yeah. It, it really is. If you're not full yeah. of dread, like you are, you either know something we don't or don't know what we know. Well, this is why I'm on a quest to become a dumb bitch. I've you can't do that. No, I've talked about it on this podcast. I want to just be a dumb, hot, yeah, bitch, and just gonna like you have the you're you're too wise to ever be a dumb bitch. Like you 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 know too much. <laughs> I let my friend. All my friends have said this on the podcast, and I like it's gonna make people think that I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that smart. I uh, I mean I I, I did uh, go to UCLA. 
but um it would be funny to because it's like the idea of trying to refine it's like no 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 she is smarter than she says but she is also as slutty as she says so i can understand why it's confusing (laughs) i think the smartest people downplay being smart oh yeah Smarties be fucking. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been like writing for a lot of uh, TikTokers and YouTubers and shit. Uh, I hate to admit that, but um, what I what I found in dealing with these people is like their personas are not what they are. They're a lot smarter because mm-hmm. they because they're smart. They created that brand. Of That's being, what I did like, for a few years with my comedy staff. Like, yeah. was play dumber. Like, I used to call it hipster Homer Simpson. Oh, and okay. For me, the first four years, I was doing a lot of, like, hipster Homer Simpson and then kind of, like, dumped that to go the more kind of articulate, a little yeah. smarter thing. But it was, like, it's why I had to do the sweaters for so long because I had to, like, redress myself to get away with being smarter because they're like, nah, you still look like a piece of shit. Talk about fucking whatever some more. Well, being dumb is funny. Yeah. In a way, like, I think in high school that was kind of uh, – the bit that I had, which people didn't know it was a, yeah. a bit, but well, I, I dumb, definitely pretended well, to be a lot dumber. There's than I no, was. no group of people who love writing dumb stuff more than smart people. I mean, you look at like the Simpsons where it's like the smartest Jeez. writers in the world and Homer Simpson is the ultimate tool for them to write through. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and what I love about shows like that is you can tell that it was a bunch of smart people in a room who just wrote stuff that made them laugh, you know, like, and then everyone else enjoyed it. I was, uh, I, I love Bojack Horseman and, uh, the, the, one of the characters was just three kids in a trench coat kills me every time. Oh, yeah. The fact mm-hmm. that one of the characters was just dating three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I love a three kids in a trench coat. Like. Uh, you love three kids in a I trench coat. I just think coat? it's always funny. <laughs> it's never not funny. Um, no, it is, and because uh, just a big old coat that's moving wrong, and they've always got the hat on it. Yeah, yeah was that all dogs go to heaven? I think it's the first time I ever saw. They that. have the deep. They have the deep grown up voice. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? I I'm would a like to up. see this R rated movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to enjoy Lethal Weapon Three. I wonder if any kids have actually. Joe Pesci. <laughs> you think any yeah. kids? Yeah. <laughs> you think any kids have actually tried that from uh, from seeing a three kids in a trench coat? I want to know where they got a trench coat. That's to where me, they got the a... most difficult part of the whole process. Well, I think it's from At back in the day when it's the 1930s. Yeah, it's yeah. the way people dressed. Oh, I mean, I see trench coats. Everywhere. It used to rain. Yeah, I love trench coats. <laughs> I, that's the only. <laughs> It's dumb and true, and that makes it worse. <laughs> I, I, I I love a trench coat, and this is like I. It's why I wish I lived in somewhere with actual seasons. Nah, I like wearing uh, stuff that Look, hides me. We're both native Californians. We, we are. We always think that's what we want, and then we go to a place with weather, and we're like, "Fuck this!" Every day, every <laughs> day you do this. It's snowy every single day. I will. Because here it rains, and then in the middle it's seventy-five, and then it yeah. goes back to raining. And I'm like, "Thanks for giving us a day so <laughs> we could kind of get ourselves back together." I will say, I feel like the past couple months it like rained a lot more yeah. than it usually does in it. LA, Please. and I. Uh, uh, no, I got so depressed. Oh, I, got I love it. It's so like a sunny I day to me. Yeah. I, I used to love it. I want the opposite of whatever we've been having a lot of at a given time. 
I think maybe maybe because I'm on antidepressants now. Well, I mean, that hey, I'm man, like I'm on normal. Several and so. Because I used to I used to be like I hated sunny days because I felt like the sun was mocking me. <laughs> like I was like, We're uh, on different pills. I'm s- <laughs> I was like I'm sad. Like why is why is the sun oh, out? The pressure like, to have the best day of your life. Oh, yeah, God, every day. You just, just like hear rollerblade out of your house. Yeah, you hear people outside <laughs> just like in the pool running in the sprinklers having a great time. Legitimate question based on that though. I have found, especially after the last few years of being trapped indoors, that I have that with streaming shit where you always feel like, I got to watch the best thing. Like, what's the optimum thing? And so instead, yes. I just either watch nothing or TV commercials on YouTube. Or something you've seen a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I look for, like, the best thing, and then it's eastbound and down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yes, I'm <laughs> doing Letterkenny again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've only watched the first episode of that show, but I've watched the first episode of that show like 50 times. And it's weird, too, because it gets way better immediately. <laughs> and that one's good, but like number two, I feel like, is really where the show is a show now. Yeah, well, the reason I've watched, and I do it's this... because I keep showing it to you? I No, I do this with a lot of shows, is that I, uh, I try to watch it, and then I forget to keep going on it and then okay. and then i'm like and then so a year later i'm like uh i gotta fucking start over yeah because so there's like several shows where i've seen the first four episodes like a million times yeah the sopranos was one of those shows because i i, I kept like meaning to watch I was worried it and it was then gonna be that way and then just made the whole marathon run i think they go this way and then i'll yeah. stop twitching at my fucking head for the rest <laughs> of the episode there we go the first episode of The Sopranos is so it was shot like years before. It's His voice so is different. Fucking strong. Yeah, it's so good, but it's like very different from the, any other episode. Yeah, the like, the one that I always notice is AJ is so different because yeah, yeah. he's such a little kid in the first yes. episode. The, the it has led to my brother and I's favorite quote of all time, which is "Why no fucking ZD?" <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, said yeah. once a day at, at our <laughs> household. Yeah, I uh, but I I do want to. I get that way with like books. Or, like, big, you know, assignment things I'm going to go do. I'm like, I'm going to reread all of these. And I read, like, half of one. I'm like, well, that was a pretty good run. Well, but then do you go – Oh, God, no. You don't go back and reread what you already read to try I and read to, it again. And I've actually stopped doing that because I find that um, – I don't get a ton out of the redoing it. It's actually I started doing this because of art lessons is I had a couple of books where I would try to start at the top of the thing and work way through because they were like, you know, a couple week long courses that you sort of self did. And I kept restarting it, but then stopping at the same part. And at some point I was like, what if I just picked up here and kept going? And that made a huge difference. And it's not like I didn't know what was happening in that first chunk. And if there was something that seemed confusing i just go back later and check it out but that that was a big thing yeah i don't read anymore because fuck words yeah i well i i did actually i realized that i got i would get so um fucking like i would read for like five minutes and everything would get blurry and i thought that that was part tumor i thought yeah i thought that that was part of like my add i thought i was just like because i feel like a lot of times uh when i start like dozing off like people's voices kind of get like you know i thought it was i think you're just really bored yeah (laughs) i think it's the same with words i was like oh i get and then i i realized over the pandemic uh that i had an astigmatism and then i was always just straining my eyes and so then it was uh hurting my eyes and then it was whatever but uh is it fixed now it is. Well, now you can read. Yeah, I, now I can read, but I don't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it happened because I would always cover this part of my when I had a headache and I didn't know why. You always I, had that reading eye patch that I questioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I, 
<laughs> I, I would cover my left eye. Did we both stop because we both thought you looked kind of cute with an eye patch? So <laughs> I, I was picturing like, myself with an eye cut. Maybe I should do that instead of glasses because I don't one, wear my like glasses. like the girl from Venture Brothers. Yeah. But I, I did uh, c- always cover my left eye when I got a headache. And my mom would just make fun of me for it. She never, like, <laughs> when I was a kid, she never, like, actually... Uh, you know, take me to a doctor to figure out why I did it. She would just be like, why the fuck do you do that? Like, it looks weird. Stop doing that. But I'd be like, I'd be like, I have a headache. (laughs) And then uh, when I, you know, got into my current relationship, he was like, why do you do that? I was like, I don't know, because I have a headache. And he was like, do me a favor, cover the other eye and read this. And I was like, oh, I can't. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I think you need glasses. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was me straining that eye to, and it would give me headaches. So interesting story right i like it yeah i I was just full of information and so i was just listening i see i know stuff about stuff you do mostly about myself but that's about it but what an endless thing to study you know what i think i think that's the problem i think that's why i don't know stuff about stuff because i think i become uninterested in a conversation the minute it's not about me The minute it's not about me and like my fucking problems, like I just like it, like everything, I tune out, uh, which I need to get better at, especially if I'm gonna have a podcast. <laughs> See, and I think mine is always like, hey, if anybody wants to keep me distracted from the constant monologue in here and the yeah. nightmare factory that that is, please come along. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna work on it. I did go through a, a phase, which uh, should be a forever phase. Where I, I stopped trying to just use the word I so much. <laughs> like, I was like, if I'm using the word I this much, then I'm just talking about myself and I'm not listening to people and whatever. Um, so I'm getting better at it. And maybe I should just listen to people because then I'll know stuff. It's a, it's a helpful skill. Yeah. Listening is a useful thing. Because you guys have talked about a lot of things and I just like completely went... <laughs> It's weird, too, because at one point we had a long talk about how we could solve all your problems, right? (laughs) And then we looked over, and you were just sort of looking down in the middle distance. You were like, I have a headache. (laughs) Yeah, you will notice uh, points in the podcast where uh, there was a long conversation between them, and I just went, yeah, uh, so anyway. So back to my tits. I do need to get better about that. You know, I'll, this podcast is going to fucking improve my life. I'm going to stop yeah. saying like so much, even though uh, Brian only caught it once <laughs> this episode. It's, it's I'm almost to... as if he doesn't have the energy to listen to every word you say <laughs> and push a button. It's almost as if that's an impossible task for a regular person to do. <laughs> Look, Brian, I'm fucking paying you uh, nothing. I'm paying you. <laughs> ah, the standard podcaster yes. speak. No, uh, I'm paying you uh, very little. But ah, I, the other standard podcaster yeah, yeah. speak. I expect I expect you to hang on my every word. <laughs> um, no, uh, Brian, you're great. Kyle, you're also great. Do you have a Do you have anything that you want to plug? Even though oh. we talked about your podcast a lot, so uh, we'll plug that. Yeah. But. So this is rad. Is mm-hmm. my main podcast. It's mm-hmm. It's my love. I do it with my life mate Matthew Burnside. People come on and they talk about things that they like, uh, and and uh, that turns into three hours of conversation. Uh, it goes all over the place. We had somebody come over uh, or come on and talk about tiling because they enjoy doing tiling and tile work. Uh, we also just had one about porno comics. We've done micro dosing. Uh, we've done 
you know, pop punk bands and Eminem were literally kind of all over the place. We did one episode many years ago about the writings of Ted Kaczynski. Oh, I could uh, yeah, talk about that. Girl, go listen to our episode. It's us I'm and Jason fan. Van Glass, and yeah. it is incredible. Because he pitched it, and he's maybe the one human being where I'd be like, okay, I trust that you will not fuck this up. You are a yeah. smart and articulate person. And it's one of the best episodes uh-huh. we've ever done. Like, it's I always wild. wanted to write a sitcom about the prison that he's locked up in. It's ADX in Florence, Colorado. Oh, that would be. It's the Supermax. It's like some hilarious. It's the most hilarious cast of people. It would be the best to come. It's so like the good. Unabomber. It's like uh, it's a real the original Avengers. World Trade Center bomber. Yeah, the 93 the 94 ones. boys. 94, yeah. And then like a couple other great serial killers and cuckoo bananas people, drug lords. Yeah. I think Al Chapo is there right now. Is uh, Timothy McVeigh's dead, right? He's dead. He was held there. At yeah, some but uh, I think Nichols. Has, okay, yeah, yeah. He might there. be there. Yeah, it just sounds like a great. Show. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it's so rare when I hear a premise where like I feels like such an asshole when I articulate. I'd actually watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I you hear so sure. many pitches where you're just like, oh, that you got a lot of good structure going there. Yeah. It sounds like you're working hard, and then you're like, I, I want that to be canceled now, and it hasn't been made yet. Dude, and, I've been reading. I've been reading about the Unabomber since I was a child, yeah. and like I was like a big fan of his work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a, as a, what's your favorite thing about what the Unabomber did? Well, it was just like as a kid growing up and like kind of being a part of like environmental terrorists yeah he's just like he's like an eco-anarchist and we were a child when i was a kid people oh so were... he had like reasons to do oh, yeah, it. oh yeah, yeah, yeah see yeah, yeah. i know like, nothing about it he predicted what technology was going to do to yeah, us he's it's it's upsetting how on point he is just a kind of a crossover except for the sending nail bombs to colleges That's yeah the, the one thing that was a problem the bombing is not Bad. my favorite part of the not a bomber. Great call. <laughs> that's when the album falls apart yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Well, like I, I was such a later fan. career, <laughs> and then this documentary came out a couple years ago about him, where they had a prison interview with him, and it was the first time I heard his voice, and I it broke my heart because he was like, "Hi, oh, <laughs> hi, Ted Kaczynski." Okay, my real question: What did you want him to sound like? Because I know in my heart what he sounds like. I wanted him to sound a little Hannibal Lectory. Oh, see, I wanted him to sound like George Lucas for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's closer in real life like, to George like, Lucas. Yeah, I just feel like the way that farm equipment is kind of being phased out in version of computer. Like just yeah, that's yeah. what I want, but instead he's just like a fun, smart hillbilly. Yeah. Hey, how are you? <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> accent I've ever heard or tone. Or this whatever. is why you don't meet your heroes. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll throw just a handful of quick other things. Uh, I've got an album called Absolute Terror that is out on on iTunes and Spotify and all that kind of shit. Uh, it's yeah. off of my record label Radland Records that uh, it was even putting records out during COVID. So fuck you, industry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Never mind. Please help me. Uh, <laughs> JK, love you. Buy my label. Uh, you could own Carter Glasscock. Uh, and so uh, uh, I have that. And then uh, I have a second podcast uh, okay. called Everything is Scary that is a horror podcast they do with Jen Saunderson and Amy Drolet. If you want to hear a couple gal pals talk about wildly the, the spectrum of horror movies. Amazing. Uh, we got Everything Hurts and Everything is Scary. Right? It's, oh, wow. We should do a crossover. Everything Hurt sucks. is scary. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Hurt is scary when we do a William Hurt horror film. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be on it as part of the bit. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> I have to, I'll go. I'll go uh, figure out what a William Hurt horror film is, and then I'll I have get to too. I to think you. we'd be doing Altered States. Okay. Brian can come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else? Um, 
I mean, I'd like to shout out my friendship with Nicole Buchanan, who Aww. makes me really happy that I'm sitting with because I've missed your stupid face for so long. That's so sweet. Uh, <laughs> plugging our friendship. Yeah. Shout uh, out to friendship. Check yeah. out mine and Kyle's friendship. Yeah. Uh, only on Hulu. <laughs> no, we'd be on something shittier. We'd I like be the on idea Quibi. It got canceled. See, I like the idea that we were on FX, so we just jumped to Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and fo- follow follow him oh, on yeah. social media. At Kyle Clark is rad on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I don't post a ton on Twitter, so I'm an easy follow. I just have it to respond from doing podcasts. We'll link and all inst- that stuff. Instagram, I started posting my artwork stuff, and so you can check out some of that stuff if you want to see uh, a space wizard or um, I think I drew my pills, did a watercolor <laughs> of my pills sitting on a coaster. <laughs> yeah. Check that out. There's one th- last thing that I want to end on, Ooh. which is because this is this episode is going to be released February 9th, so uh, it's almost Valentine's Day. It is. Do you have any advice for people who are single and ugly? Oh, hells yes. Yeah. Turn it into a party holiday. Like, just, like, especially if you got a couple other friends who are, like, single and also, like, not stoked on this holiday, get a fucking bunch of beer and, like, some, like, a John Wick movie and some pizza and just go, like, well, other people are having to dress up and go to fancy restaurants. You guys just fucking throw down and have a great Honestly, time on a Monday. Valentine's Day fucking sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I agree. Do Make cu- it a party. Do you have to do coupley stuff? I've gotten very no. lucky that the, the last several, like, relationships I've been in have not been Valentine's Day heavy things. I prefer to not, yeah. you know. I, I prefer to not like, because I'll, I'll buy a flower. The restaurants make things more expensive. Yeah. Like it's just all fucking stupid. So I, yeah, if you're, if you're feeling uh, lonely or yeah. sad that you get Thai food with a homie and watch fucking Armageddon. Yeah. Like do oh, do some with your time where it's like, you're not, don't watch a love movie. Don't respond to just have a great, do what you do on a Saturday night, but do it on Valentine's be hung over the day after Valentine's day at work. And know you're cooler than everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Like when they're all like, either like, ah, I had the perfunctory sex or they're ah mm-hmm. i had a bad time and yeah. you can just be like man i just feel fucking honking all night but i just had don't want to miss a thing playing in the background yeah. <laughs> the yeast infection from my <laughs> edible panties <laughs> or whatever the fuck's going on <laughs> all right well there it is uh thanks, thanks for, for listening guys me. yeah thank you everything hurts everything hurts fucking life sucks everything hurts